it's not just Saturn changing signs, it's Saturn moving over the uh, zero degree Aries point. We've got a whole article, and I'm just going to find it because, first of all, okay, we're putting, it's important to put links in the chat because those will show up for other people listening to the call later to click on. This first link I'm putting in right now uh, that says last call 2017, that's where we're going to post our questions. If <laughs> Now, some of you have had trouble commenting, and that's because I got really heavy with the um, blacklist, not for you guys, but we were getting a lot of spam. And so I went in there and I picked all these words the spam people were using, and uh, I'm going to have to take those out because nobody's able to post. So if you see spam in there, it should notify me straight away, but um, I'll, I'll delete it as soon as I can. I apologize. I'm just trying to sort out the balance between letting you guys post and keeping randoms out. Mm -hmm. The good news is that the site must be getting enough traffic for a spammer to think it's worth <laughs> posting on. So that's fair. I'm going with it. <laughs> I think that's great. Now, the other, uh, the other post, I wanted to put up, I should have that ready, is the uh, zero degree Aries point post. And you're going to say, Aries, what are we talking about? Because Saturn's moving into Capricorn. But um, we, we've talked about this before. It's like if you put a dot on the corner of a piece of paper and then fold it four times, uh, you've got four little dots all in the same place. Then you open it up and you've got this grand cross. And that's the cardinal cross. So it's Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn, and zero degrees of all those cardinal signs is referred to as the zero degrees Aries point. Zero degree Aries point. And it's significant. <laughs> That's what we need to know. It's significant, and it's a real check-in point. So we want to do that today because that's where Saturn is today. And that's where we're going to start as we look at Saturn moving into that's right, baby. Uh, Saturn moving into Capricorn. Because for some of you, this is going to change signs. Like for me, for example, I've got 29, 30-something um, uh, on the cusp of my fifth house. So not only is Saturn changing signs, for me it's changing houses. And you will experience that if you have your Saggy Capricorn cusp close to um, a house cusp. If not, though, it could be in the middle of a house. You're still going to notice a very significant change because the energy, it's like he's, it's, okay, here's what it's like. Uh, there's a one-man show going on, a one-man uh, play, and the one man or woman is doing all the parts. And Saturn's on stage with his Sagittarius. Maybe he's driving a flaming chariot across the stage or something and whooping and roaring. And uh, then he goes backstage quickly and runs around and comes back in with his Capricorn gear on. <laughs> and he's, he's just, he just has a completely different focus. He's a new character. You can experience him as a new character. And so that's what we want to talk about today through examples in your charts about what this. Well, uh, and he's not just yeah. a new character. He's the character he knows really well, right? I mean, uh, it kind of feels like Saturn yeah. coming home. He's coming home because... Saturn, uh, Saturn is, of course, linked to and rules Capricorn, but not just that. He rules Aquarius, too. So it means for the next five years, mm. right, 2.5 years in the sign, next five years, 
Saturn is in a very powerful position. So your Capricorn Aquarius uh, houses, that area of your chart, is getting some really powerful, uh, no restraints Saturn energy. Saturn doesn't have one hand tied behind his back. He is in full operational mode. And to align with that, well, I think we all need a plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think where Saturn is, you want to get a plan and you want to get in touch with your ambition. With I think the question that we ask is, we look at that house, we look at uh, that zero degrees Aries point, we look at any planets that are connected to it or being aspected by it, and we say, what do I want to accomplish? What do I want to achieve? And with the zero degrees Aries point, it's what do I want to be known for? Okay, so that's like the pure, no blocks, no tolerations, core value alignment approach to uh, what Saturn's waking up. Now, if we've got any gremlins going on in that area of life, in other words, if we have uh, resistance to accomplishment there um, for whatever reason, fear of success, uh, holding back, um, concern about what others are going to think about our new plan, Um, this late in life, talking about myself, (laughs) whatever it is, uh, it's this is where Saturn feels like uh, crunch time. It starts to feel like, oh, I'm limited. You're only limited if you listen to if you're the gremlins and if you're not opening up to the gifts that Saturn brings. So I, I just give you an example. I found this <laughs> just a little while ago because I was <laughs> like minutes ago, literally, not when I had that little break, but bit before that. <laughs> that was me tending to my cat. Um, when I met Jeanette. Uh, Saturn had just gone into my 12th house and we met through, I think the first like real ongoing contact was this money alignment course. And I don't know if you remember this, Jeanette, I wasn't there for the money. Do you remember what the big thing that I wanted? This only me. me. Enlightenment. I kept saying, oh. I kept saying, we did our goals and I look back at my notes. Well, my computer melted down, so I can't look back at my notes, but I remember seeing it was like, yeah, money, but no, I wanted to. Jeanette had said, you can take this, you've taken this course and we're focusing on money, but it could be relationship, it could be your career, it could be getting more clients. It was alignment with what you want. And I was the only one in the class that kept saying, I wanted, oh man, it was trippy. The stuff, it was very 12th house. I don't know what yeah, anyone thought. Yeah, sounds of it. familiar. Thought, yeah, <laughs> and I'm going, and then I thought, Wow, am I resisting money? Am I am I having that you know that dilemma between if I'm mm-hmm. it's not spiritual to want money, and I wondered if that was part of it. But then I look back. Saturn was in my twelfth, so my big goal was you know oneness with all life, and I harped on about that for the whole course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody went, oh yeah, there's Kim. <laughs> because I can be very practical, I promise. But I was getting practical about enlightenment. <laughs> that was my thing. And and it's not like I've forgotten that, but the emphasis has changed, hasn't it, over the as it goes through the houses. So that gives you an idea of how this 
uh, tracking Saturn through the houses and particularly over this zero degrees Aries point is going to give us a, a, a focus point of tuning in. And okay, just before we jump into the charts, one more thing. Mercury has been retrograde, and I am so not going to elaborate on mm-hmm. my experience of that. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the uh, call, if anyone wants to talk about anything, we can then. But I don't want to start the call with uh, Mercury RX stories. But I will say that being retrograde through Sagittarius, which is the sign that Saturn is leaving, is quite significant because you as an outer planet transit leaves the sign, you always get the kick. You got the punch at the end. You get the big energy. It's not necessarily kicking the guts, <laughs> but it can be just kicking up the heel, you know, kick up your heels. It's um, emphasis. You get a real hit of what uh, that planet was trying to accomplish as it went through that, that house. And we've had the chance over the last two and a half weeks of Mercury retrograde in the sign that Saturn's leaving to hopefully get some uh, insights. Like Sagittarius deals with our, uh, you know, well, it's ninth house energy, uh, internet connection with others. Um, uh, In in the old days, it was import-export. Now it's online um, interactions, that sort of thing. So, you get a chance to connect with what Sagittarius means to you on a lot of different levels. And that's going to help you with this last message that that uh, Saturn has given us possibly over the last couple of weeks. So uh, are there any questions about that, about where we're going with this? I don't see any in chat room. Okay. All right. Okay, so we've got a, a list. Let's start with everyone who's actually dialed in on the call, and then I've got a couple other people who've been talking about uh, to me on Facebook and emailing who wanted uh, to take a look at their charts if we have time, uh, but they couldn't make couldn't make the call. So, what's that? I think a little bit of echo, but I think it's okay. All righty. So. Let's begin. I know Marilyn, should we start with Marilyn? Yes. Okay. Let's look at Marilyn's chart. It, because Marilyn, I remember you did manage to post a comment. Thank you. <laughs> Somewhere in there you got it in. Because uh, I made the firewall too strong. Um, what were you saying? Oh, because car- you've got asteroid karma at, at zero degrees Aries. And this, um, if everyone can look, are we clicking on... Everyone can see Marilyn's chart. If you can't see it, Jeanette will repost it in there, I think. Yes, I'll do that right now. Yeah. So, yeah, she's got Gemini rising. So most of Sagittarius is in the seventh house. So that personal one-to-one relationship, probably for the last two-plus years, and with Jupiter there, that whole contrast between connection and freedom, um, and and not just physical others, not just, um, it's not just, partnerships to make things happen. It can be those spiritual partnerships that we have with our with our angels, with our guides. Um, it can be, uh, it's also the house of open enemies. So any conflicts we have with others is an awakening of the seventh house. Uh, so now, 
for all that exploration of Sagittarius is zeroing in on Capricorn for what five looks like six degrees before it goes into her eighth house and it goes right over asteroid karma which we talked a lot about in the actual karma course in the last call I think it was but the feeling I get from this and I want every I'd love to hear you guys opinion but the feeling I get from this is that there's been exploration it's like she's Marilyn it's like you've been window shopping you know you've been looking at all the possibilities and you've been getting your but dabbling your foot in the water and so forth or testing the this and that and now in Capricorn there's a a seriousness and a readiness to either collaborate or connect in a a committed relationship I'm not sure where you're at with that, but with karma there, I get the feeling that it feels like this is this is it feels like I'm ready. The feeling is I'm ready, and so no more window shopping. You go in, you try it on, and you buy it. <laughs> is that? Can you relate to that? Yeah. What What brought tears to my eyes actually was was I never think of the seventh house with the non physical. And um, that actually brought tears to my eyes because it's been a it's been a, a time of being of being in one sense of being led, which I guess is very un Capricorn in a way. But I'll I'll just say this morning because Capricorn obviously that moves into Capricorn today. Um, I just had the most amazing download, like pages and pages and pages and pages about Capri- about Saturn, and um and I won't. Anyway, we won't go there now. But was my 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 query and question was was what is Saturn's flow? What is I'm sorry, say it again. What is Saturn? What is Saturn's flow? F L O W flow. Oh, so you're saying what is the the like the peace and ease and the downstream of Saturn? Yes. What's floating yes. downstream? Really good question. Yes. Um, Saturn and Capricorn, Jeanette, we're going to have to do like a GVU call on this too, I think, because um, you know how like effortlessness, right? This is, and I, this is I not, believe in effortlessness, but, but here this Saturn likes time, to take care of business, right? It's like, yes, get to it. Saturn wants to roll up his sleeves, get dig in the garden, get your hands in the earth work he wants to sweat he wants to work it and so wherever Saturn is if you got Saturn going through your sixth house you you want to get physically really strong you want to you know pump weights or doing whatever is appropriate for you to feel strong in your body um Saturn the seventh is about being strong in relationship and willing to to go to couples counseling if that's your thing or do what it takes to get this strong collaboration and again whether it's with your spirit guides or a lover or a business partner or a combination of all of the above or maybe it's getting really strong and taking the uh, nbn to court <laughs> no <laughs> i'm not gonna do that but it's i don't know it could it's the seventh house and uh it's the, getting getting the job done Saturn loves 
effort. And Jeanette, I remember, I don't know, it must be a couple months ago now, you did a call on three things. I can't remember what it was called, but it was three things um, for manifesting that we didn't often, I think this was the call, we we didn't often think of, and they were great three things, which I can't remember right now, but that's not the point. The point was, someone came on. I know. We have to listen again. This is why you have to keep repeating, running the same kind of themes in new ways because um, it's always fresh. You get more and more yeah. time. But anyway, uh, so I, someone came on and they said, what if I'm the queen of efforting and I have oh, yeah. trouble? Do you remember? Uh, it was I can't remember. Um, it, yeah. Trouble. Wait. Yeah. We also had someone, I don't know if it was the same person, but someone who said it's my literal job to be in charge and be planning and be working. Like, that's my literal job. I can't relax. I have to have a plan. I can't wing it. I can't let universe put it together. I, this is me. Yes. And I think when Saturn is in Capricorn, that's part of the flow. Mm-hmm. That's part of the flow in that area of life, okay? If you want to know where you want to just completely allow, give it over to source, completely allow, let it go, just take your hand off the wheel for goodness sake, that is in your, where where Pisces is right now, that where Neptune is right now, your Pisces house. So in this case, Marilyn, where you want to be completely effortless is in career, mission, profession, your social identity. That will fall into place all on its own by dint of you doing nothing <laughs> and just and believing in your guides to take you exactly where you want to go. But when it comes to where Saturn is, roll up your sleeves and go to work. And that's your seventh house. And does anyone have any other ideas about Saturn in terms of the the flow and and how what what Saturn um, responds to best? Well, things like yeah, what, one ahead. of the thoughts that come to mind for me, Kim, is what you've already alluded to already, and that's that if we're used to a certain approach with our manifesting, it might be worth revisiting it now, like a more disciplined, a more structured, a more committed sort of practice might serve better than just, you know, set it and forget it or, you know, make a to-do list for uni- for my, for universe to handle. You might want to have a, a different approach to your manifesting process with Saturn here because, I mean, Saturn yeah. is what makes things manifest. So you think whatever we've okay. been playing with before, and if it isn't already that, let's rethink it. Okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks. And the just one yeah, thing, and the Uranus opposition in your chart. That's the yeah. <laughs> that that's really interesting because Uranus, of course, is the tip the apple cart energy, and I would say that is your safeguard. That if you there is no way you're going to get into a relationship that's not authentic to you because it will just it, it will just shatter um it's in safety glass so it's not going to hurt just going to shatter <laughs> creating a new uh new space 
for to like okay what's next you're going to move through relationships or connections really quickly if they're not authentic to you saturn is i mean the uranus there is going to say um you build from what is strong and authentic and if i see you you patch in there something that isn't truly you but you think it is because you know how we do we it's what we're told or it's this society thing or oh but it's so shiny and um <laughs> whatever reason if it's not real for you if it's not in alignment with you uranus will just break it up and uh and then you move on so you just trust that that is the the flow of that would be absolutely trusting that thanks kim that's great and janet you're welcome and janet Thanks yeah, for thank you. Uh, using your your chart as an example. That's a great way to start it off. That's fun. Um, let's keep moving right through these so we can get a chance to look at everybody who's on the call. So I I checked earlier and Tracy was not dialed in. Tracy's not here. Let's just go with everybody who's here and then we'll go back to Tracy. Is Parissa here? I know she wanted to be. She's in chat, Wait. but I don't know if she's dialed in. Well, we can just look really quickly. Okay. There's a look right there. Do we have the link? The link's up above, but not everybody may see it because. I just repeated um, it. Oh, thank you. Perfect. Mm -hmm. That's what I was trying to say. And this is an interesting chart because, look, her angle are all on the zero degree Aries point by uh, 23, um, point 23 of a degree. So right, basically bang on, and her Mars is up there opposite. So mm. you, so Persa, you've had Saturn through the third, and I'm not looking at Carita's chart right now, but I know she's had Saturn through the third as well. So let's just combine this energy um, together because this is really important, and Caritas and I were having a long conversation about this in the forum. And it, so it's coming out of the third, and I don't know what your experience has been, uh, because we know the third houses are uh, familiar, short journeys, uh, community around the neighborhood, it's siblings and those partway related, it's uh, learning and teaching and um, uh, maybe new skills and new courses and so forth. And so anything can bubble up around that. And you may have put a lot of focus in that uh, recently, especially because you just had your Saturn return in that house. Now, as it goes through, sometimes, especially you got Uranus there, so sometimes uh, things can get uh, challenging. And I don't know if you've had any third house uh, challenges. I don't see a comment in the, I don't know if my chat's updating. Last thing I see is hello. Kitty. I think you got. I think you did, Kim. Did you dial? Did you come back in? Maybe you did. I don't know. No, no. you're out of chat. Yeah, it's not updating for you. Am I? No, oh, crap. Uh oh. Now I've got an echo. Yeah. Is that me? Oh, yeah. Now it's out. Is the echo because I'm out of chat? I'm not hearing. Nope. Because, oh, but I'm not hearing an echo. Is anyone else? Okay, great. 
I'll keep going. Yeah. I'm back in chat. <laughs> Very excited. Um, it could have been a dropout. Okay, talk fast. <laughs> talk fast while I'm here. Uh, okay, so what happens is you get your energy, it's like you've, uh, it's like a big house and there's a party going on and you've been in this one room where everybody's talking about all these ideas and this, what can I learn and how can I uh, be more accomplished in my presentation and what I, in my written and spoken word, there's just so much focus there. Maybe there's been challenge with siblings or challenge with neighbors even, all focusing on dealing with this third house energy and the shift, boom, is into the fourth house, which is home, family, the roots of being, and it's opposite Mars, and it's on your uh, Neptune. So I don't know who's looked at the um, ephemeris that I, I printed. I think I printed it in the in the post on on this call. You can see that Saturn does move through the first uh, couple degrees of Capricorn very quickly and doesn't get back. So boom, in there, and you get, get this uh, right on the zero degrees. I've got Venus at zero degrees Cancer as well, so right on your Mars. And um, so, yeah, we're getting that opposition. Now, we've got to leave behind where Mercury is retrograde, of course, through the third. We've got to leave that behind first. And I, um, I wanted to ask Jeanette about uh, something here, and it's in relationship to uh, what Caritas has been dealing with with neighbors, but it can be with anything, any, anywhere that you have your uh, Sagittarius where maybe you've run into a feeling of authority or somebody pushing your boundaries or your limits coming in where you don't think they belong <laughs> and disturbing your life, right? <laughs> Give a really, um, uh, getting you angry, especially with opposition with Mars. It can, it can seem like it's coming from outside yourself, and it's really confronting. Uh, Caritas is having this with her uh, neighbors. And Jeanette, of course, it made me think of your experience with neighbor and what you went through. Uh, so I was going to ask you to talk about that a bit and touch on the whole idea of do, is there really anything outside of us? Because how can, otherwise, how can we right. have the kind of yeah. yeah, we can't experience what we're not the vibration of. Yeah, and you know, it'd be curious for me to look up and see what was happening in my chart at the time I was experiencing that. But I did have yeah. my my neighbor whose grandson had just been released from prison. His mother had died while he was in prison, so he came back to live with his grandmother, and he was a very bad influence. No one in the neighborhood appreciated his presence. He he was just bad news all around. I I won't tell all the stories about how awful he was, but... We were up in arms against him, and for good reason. He was dangerous, and after he was three, oh yeah, it was oh it was yeah. death threats yeah. everywhere, dangerous activity, oh. gunshots. Yeah. Uh, it was it was it was bad. The police were were called regularly out. Anyway, after three months of making no progress on the situation, I realized it's because I'd been in battle with him. I mean, we all were. But I had joined in, and I know that, you know, Abraham says, unhappy journeys don't have happy endings. A battle isn't going to lead to peace. So I realized if what I wanted peace, I had to be peace. I wasn't going to be able to fight my way into it. 
and as I practiced a new vibration very deliberately, because what I'd been practicing was anger and resentment and fear and oh, just a bunch of really, really ugly things, I, I realized, well, then that's all I can experience. So I practiced new vibrations, peace, quiet, love, and appreciation, knowing that as I become those vibrations, then the only thing that can be part of my world is everything that is like that. So he will certainly be gone because there's nothing peaceful or loving about him. So as soon as I can get to peace, love, quiet, and appreciation, he'll be gone from my world like oil and water. We will separate. <laughs> Even though we live next door, I figured he'd go back to jail or end up in the morgue or at least move in with his girlfriend, something. Yes, yeah, so I, I and it took a while to activate those vibrations after I'd been practicing a very different momentum, but I did. And what surprised me about that experience was that he became he became a peaceful, loving, quiet, appreciative neighbor. I didn't even think that was possible. I thought I would force him from my existence as I became all these loving vibrations, but no, he morphed to match me. And it really taught me a a variety of things. One, that I'm in charge of how I feel, not the external circumstances. As long as I feel my peace is disrupted by something that is happening out there, I'm not tending to my peace in here. And that people are capable of anything. (laughs) People are capable of anything. They will rise up to and down to whatever bar you set based on how you are perceiving them, how you're experiencing them, what you're vibrating. Mm. That's the short version. Yeah. Is that short enough, Kim? <laughs> That's perfect. No, it's perfect. I just, I never tire of hearing that story because it's just so inspiring. And I've, my, for myself, I've often just remembered that, just fallen back on that when it seems like someone outside myself is just uh, messing with my peace. And, yeah, that's brilliant. And particularly for Perissa's chart, she's got Neptune on the cusp of the fourth. And peace has got to be really important. Like, that's Mm. the sanctuary. Home needs to be a sanctuary. And she needs to be uh, queen of that castle, for sure. Um, But the opposition with Mars and and the opposition with the Midheaven makes me think that finding a balance, Saturn may well be about finding a balance between what you do out there in the world, career, mission, profession, what you consider your calling, and uh, and your home sanctuary and what you do within the your core being and uh, what the ground it is that you stand on that gives you strength. Um, it, it's that kind of that kind of finding the the balance in the middle. So it's not all about retreating into the into the home and into the um, into oneself. Uh, although artistically, that can be amazing to just go in and uh, allow things to stir up. But at some point, they need to come back up out into the world as you connect. Especially being a Gemini, especially with all that Gemini in the ninth and so close to the tenth house. So I I don't know if you can relate to that, it's, and I don't see anything I may have dropped out of the chat as well. <laughs> Again, sure, I'm not I'll sure. Check. You uh, can, you can but if out. just in case there's any comment <laughs> there, that's that's fine. But um, yeah, if there's time, we'll look at Caritas's chart and see where how close she the she is transitioning into the fourth because I can't remember yes. offhand. 
Um, but just, says she could yeah. definitely relate to all of this. Oh, okay. Chat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for putting your chart up there. And it's, it's really fun that opposition to Mars, don't freak out if it feels like you're driving with the, with the brakes on, if it feels like things aren't going as fast as you want them to. It, it, always, if that happens, just get back to that balance. If, if Saturn is slowing down your Mars impulse to make it happen, um, just go back to that balance and make sure you've got sanctuary in the home and authentic career goals out there in the world. That's going to um, that's gonna be the most helpful, I think. Right on. Okay. I don't have any of the links now because I lost my chat. I just put Krita's up. Oh, okay, thanks. I can't see it. Is she in the... Um, oh, no, I thought that was when you wanted to cover whether they were dialed. I do. I want to have a look at that, because, but I can't see that. I can't see it. So I've got to find it. Um, oh, I see what's happening here. I was so organized to um, go smoothly flow between <laughs> these charts. Bit, but then I just realized when you lose the chat, you lose all the links. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so I'm just going into, I think she's in course examples, is that correct? Not the align. Uh, let's see where this is. Find. I don't know. Uh, there's her partner. Return. Here it is. I found it. Okay. Right. Yeah, chat's not working for me, so I'll just rely on you for that. Okay, so Caritas is still, um, you can see, it's just tilted six degrees. So she won't have Saturn across her um, IC and into the fourth until it's six, six degrees of Capricorn. But the change, here's what's cool. Jeanette, it's what you said before. In, instead of that, um, just to get in touch with, with what your manifesting tools are, and maybe make a plan. And I think just even talking today about the scripting that um, you did, for instance, with your neighbor, um, well, it wasn't even scripting. It was just within yourself, really. You weren't saying my it was vibration neighbor. Vibration activation. Was, yeah, no, it was just vibration right. act. I became peace. I became love. I found yeah. something to appreciate. I yeah, practiced yeah. loving. Yeah, yeah. But there are a lot of um, techniques that, that can be used to shift something that's been a toleration or just even a, you know, a thorn in the side that started festering um, to, to healing and peace and, and integration. And so with that shift of Saturn to Capricorn, I think looking at what is your manifesting technique, and, and this is squared um, her zero degrees Aries moon. Is that correct? Yes. So, look, can you see the setup here? Saturn squares the moon, then goes into the fourth, the moon's house. So I think oh. um, finding the right, the peace in the neighborhood is going to translate into building and creating that home base and that, again, that balance between the sanctuary of the home and the uh, the career, mission, profession, what you bring out into the world. But there's going to be this uh, lovely square right now to the moon. So 
You know, I find, I'm just thinking, I know Janet's not on the call, but her moon is like three degrees of Capricorn, and someone else who was on, talking on Facebook had actually a three-degree Capricorn moon, same thing. And so the, it's worth saying a little bit about Saturn and the moon, whether it's square, whether it's trine, whether it's conjunct. Remember, Saturn makes it really important. Saturn wants you to get authentic, and the moon is our emotions, our feelings. It's our home. It can be our experience of mother. If the relationship with mother is um, a little, well, whatever the relationship with mother is, it gets examined with Saturn there because, again, we're looking for alignment. Saturn is into individuality. It says, be your own self. And so any ties with mother, or sometimes like a cut off, if we've cut mother off, that can be as strong as a tie because it's such a powerful statement. It doesn't, um, so it's getting aligned, being able to, um, I almost want to say impervious, but that seems so cold and uh, not, not impervious, but it's the feeling of being able to be yourself, proud of yourself, worthy of yourself, feeling this is who I am. And not carrying um, guilt or shame or even resentment or anger or compartmentalizing mother, but just actually being able to appreciate the upbringing, whatever it was, or appreciate mother now. And sometimes we get to this state, Caritas probably isn't there yet, but um, uh, us who are a little more mature, um, get to the state where mother starts to need our help, right? And she needs her physicality or her uh, psychology or whatever is starting to uh, need help. So I'll say, I don't want to elaborate too much on that. And that brings up a whole thing because if we're still in a parent-child relationship, whether we're we push them away or we connect and there's some toleration or, or um, whatever the relationship is, uh, to be able to flow into now we become the parent. We become the one who helps make decisions or finds resources or, or even moves them into the home sometimes. So um, lots to think about there. Um, we all know the story of when Saturn, well, actually right before Saturn went into my fourth, I moved my son and his entire family. Well, it was smaller when I moved them in the family group. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't in the contract. Um, <laughs> so adorable. Anyway, so, uh, so son, wife, and three children. Um, yeah. So you just, Saturn says take responsibility I think going into the fourth for your family, that can be the case. Yeah. Jeanette, what house is Saturn going in for you? That, oh, 12. Is it going into uh, your 12? It's a, yeah, it's, it I think an 11 headed to 12. I think. Yeah, Let me it has to be. We can finally talk about enlightenment together. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that when I was like, oh, I might start to get a handle on this. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Anyway, that was that's fun. Caritas, I know you couldn't be on the call, but thank you for putting your your chart up there and I hope there's some helpful ideas um coming in with that. 
Should we keep moving? I want to look at anybody's chart who's yes. on the call that, that wants to um, wants to engage who, about it. Who's dialed in? Who has a chart link? This is May. Veronica. I'm, I will oh, go sorry. Ahead. Oh, Veronica okay. and Guillaume. Okay, we'll do those two in our next 15 minutes. Um, yeah, easy, easy. Uh, I know that Veronica, we've got your chart up there. Mm-hmm. I think it's in the align. I'm just talking as I click through. I'm yeah, so I, impressed I, I, with tethering the phone for uh, internet. Anyway, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just checked. It is up there. Um, okay. I did a search under my name and it popped up under the uh, GVU. Good vibe astrology. Yeah. You find it? Okay. I'll, yeah. I think so. Let's make sure it's the right Veronica. So you're Scorpio. Oh, this is so cool because it's similar to Guillaume. You're Scorpio rising. Yes. But mm-hmm. in the sun in camera. Right. Is that you? Yes. That's okay. me. <coughs> Oops. Oh, and my chat's not working. Um, I'll look. Jeanette? I'll put, I'll put Veronica's chart in chat. And I've, I've just posted Guillaume's as well. So we've got Guillaume's right at the top of that chat. I'm just going to say it now so I don't forget. Jeanette, can you copy the entire chat and paste it into yes. a Word document so we can put it yes. up? I can then put it in a PDF and you got we can it. save it as PDF. Thank you. Don't lose, we don't want to lose all these because otherwise people listening to the call are like going, oh, where is that chart? Like we are doing now. <laughs> okay, Veronica. Thanks for dialing in. Let's just look at where this is happening for you. Okay, so Saturn's been in your first house for the last two and a half years plus, and it's gone into your, just gone into your second in the last couple months, and will be in your second house for the next two and a half years. I'm just quickly looking for any very early, you don't have anything in the very wee early degrees. So the big focus is second house, Saturn in there. And I'm just going to look at your natal, okay, your natal Saturn's in the third, happy and Aquarius. Now, second house, the first thing we think about is money, right? Oh, that's the money house. And uh, it is money, um, but beneath that is self-worth, our core values, and interestingly, it is what gives us a sense of peace. And I think when we get into the depths of the second house, we're looking at our talents as resources because it's everything that supports us in doing what we love. And I think on the superficial level, that's money, but it's only what money represents, if that makes sense. But certainly with Saturn in there, you're going to be more interested in making money on the on the surface. Um, have you felt that recently, this kind of drive like um, of wanting to get, you know, fill the coffers? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Building a just in, in the infancy on a business and wholeheartedly, just, yeah, all in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there's that that drive and you will feel that drive. And it is very important to. I think the feeling is I, I want to make it on my own. I want You might have a, a partner or a trust fund or a, it doesn't matter what you have that supports you. You want to know that you can make it on your own. You'll see this with people who have a lot of natal planets 
in the second house, particularly personal planets. But with Saturn through there, it's a little check-in. It's like, do I take care of myself? Am I, you know, do I feel worthy of my own income and my own uh, prosperity and my own accomplishment? So that is a driving force. But we also have to look at the opposite house, which is the eighth house where your son is and son in cancer. And there's this really strong drive to nurture other people and to collaborate and to either work in uh, coaching or counseling. Jeanette, you know about that eighth house son who wants mm-hmm. to help other people reach their potential. Uh, and so, again, the balance, finding the balance between working for yourself and filling your own coffers and feeling like you are um, giving and of, of service and um, uh, uh, working with that feeling of, you know, that dynamic with other people. So uh, that comes up and you want to put put focus there. I think the question, what do I want to be known for? You want to really tune into that because that's in your your second house. So having a strong feeling of where you're going with this. Um, do you have a plan? I do. Oh. I'm looking at mission vision, uh, <laughs> like, right, like dialing into it, and um, it's getting clearer. It, it's taking some time. Mm-hmm. So, so when you say it's getting clearer, have you felt prior to this, have you felt a bit, um, uh, has it been foggy about what you want to do or how to do, um, what you want to accomplish or what's authentic for you? Is that where the fog has been? Yeah, it, it actually, and in, in looking back, my um, behavior has not lined up so much. Gosh, it has not lined up with where I am now. It is is almost a 180 into recognizing. It's like waking up to who I am and saying, oh. uh, yeah, yeah, that's what it feels like. Ooh, okay, I love that. Now, if we look at a chart, we notice that, Saturn has just gone through trining her moon Uranus. And if ever there was a wake up, I think when Uranus is conjunct the luminaries, the sun or moon, and you get a transit to it, boom, you just, you totally wake up to the situation. It's right on your midheaven, so it's around your calling. But it's mostly about how you feel about it, how you feel nurtured by doing what you love. Mm, okay. Makes sense. I, I, Yeah, I think if you, let's say you got an opportunity to make a lot of cash or do something that looks good on paper, uh, but it doesn't hit up your all, your core value, like really resonate with your primary core values, it's not going to be ultimately fulfilling for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we might, that's probably true of, anyone, anytime, anywhere. But in this particular case, with the link to the moon and the moon on your midheaven, it says you've just got to love up that. That career's got to just really, really, really light you up. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are yeah. you feeling lit up about your plan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm super lit up by it. Uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, there, yeah, go ahead, please. Well, I was just going to say sometimes our challenge is to maintain that lit-up connection because sometimes, oh, 
limiting beliefs or realities or challenges can get in the way of the joy we have for our work. So, so mm. being really deliberate mm-hmm. about staying plugged into that light that we have for the work might might be worth doing. Yeah. I say that as someone that- who just finished a, a reverse engineering success call where I shared, I think one of the reasons I made as much that I did this year is because I found more joy for my work. Mm-hmm. Ah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's, that's perfect. Jeanette, that's perfect. For um, Someone should type that into the chat to just <laughs> emphasize it because <clears throat> that is the way to really leverage Saturn, particularly through the second house where we're looking at core values. But we, when Marilyn asked about what is the flow of Saturn and it's uh, loving the work, okay, Loving, loving the work. Mm. I think Jung said, this reminds me of Marilyn uh, going over her uh, asteroid karma, but Jung said, um, I'm just getting, getting it right, did he say? He said, fate is the willingness to do what we must do. And I think if we, tra- if we just tweak that a little bit to say it's the willingness to do what we love to do. You have to actually be willing to do what you love in the face of whatever upbringing or society or practicality or all those other things. It's like Saturn gives us the strength to do what we love if we let it, if we let it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's cool. Thank you, Veronica. Thanks for putting your chart up there. And uh, that's another really good example. We've got some great examples, don't we? Yeah, we do. <laughs> And Kyoms yeah, is it's similar in that yeah um, yeah so that's happening in his, well, just, yes it is yeah I just have to it would be because they're both Scorpio rising but he's earlier degrees so I'm just gonna find Guillaume. I think yeah, I don't under, see any I don't see any early degree planets to be focused on but there's that Sun and Saturn natally happening up in nine oh, here in the mid heaven. It's loading up. Super fast internet with the Python tethering, by the way. Way mm-hmm. faster than I've ever had. <clears throat> We're not going to look at how many the bandwidth I'm chewing through. <clears throat> I think about it. Okay, so yes, it's been in the second for a while. So, Kim, this is a perfect example because a lot of people, uh, I think all the other examples were either just moving into a, a new house or um, just having moved in, you've had Saturn in your second for quite some time. So here is the example of going, uh, it's like a refresh button. It's uh, everything we just said to Victoria, only you get to use this opportunity to refresh the plan, to really approach it differently. And Saturn has just um, trying we have just trined your midheaven. Uranus is coming up to trine your midheaven. So we're really looking at career, mission, and profession, what makes you feel authentic, what makes you feel accomplished, what makes you feel powerful in the world, and, again, having the strength to um, do the work you love. And I, I think... Changing up, Jeanette, okay, here's the question. Do we 
keep going and going and going with a manifesting technique or I mean how do we know if it's too we're giving up on something too soon or how can how can we know I more think about if we do a check-in on our dominant feelings and dominant thoughts that's going to give us a good clue to whether we're on track and headed where we want to go or whether we're stalled out or maybe even headed in a different direction so dominant thoughts and dominant feelings, just checking in to see what those are will give us an idea of where we're at. That's really good. That's so simple. Someone should type that in the chat as well. <laughs> I want you to do it for me so when I get see the uh, copy of the chat, I can go, oh, yeah, little summary. That's so good. That's a great gem because um, I hadn't really thought of it that way. My mind goes into all this big tangle of, oh, well, it's done this and I've done that. And it's all just, it's just like this mind map. But dominant thoughts and dominant feelings. I like it. Does that make sense, Gion, about doing something like that? Really looking at um, what your manifesting techniques are in terms of doing the work that you love? Yeah, yeah, um, just about a little bit, yeah, a little bit in a sense, a little bit makes sense. Um, uh, not sure how to, put, how to explain this, actually. Um, well, that's okay. You can just let it seep in. You also have Neptune on the second, and yeah, do you remember yeah. in the beginning when I said, okay, Saturn is where you want to have a plan and work the plan and make sure the plan's authentic to your core values, and um, but Neptune and Pisces is where we go effortless. Well, <laughs> you've got Saturn transiting your second house, and Neptune lives there um, right on the cusp. So in some ways where you go for absolute effortlessness, that's appropriate for that's authentic to your second house. So here we have a combination of maybe tuning in to those dominant thoughts and feelings and finding effortless ways, a new effortless LOA techniques to allow what you want to, to flow in. Does that, can you say that better, Jeanette? You no, know I, really, I, mean? I really yeah, actually, actually makes sense, yeah. yeah, it makes sense to oh. me too. I like the way you said it, Kim. Thanks. Oh, okay. Great. Oh, good. I look at the glyph of Neptune and my mind, my eyes close and my mind <laughs> off. It's like it's so tuned into the glyphs. I have to keep looking back at Saturn. I look at his Saturn sun and get straight, straight in my spine and go, yeah, right, let's say this correctly. <laughs> and I look at Neptune and I start floating away. So, <laughs> uh, good. I'm glad that makes sense. And look how they trine. You've got the Neptune trine. Sun Saturn. Saturn's your lifelong companion with the conjunction with the Sun. So I think you've got a lot going on for you in the next month because in what in May we have Uranus moving finally into Taurus after seven years of Aries, and right before he does that, he's going to trine your midheaven. So get I'm saying get thyself aligned, young man, because. <laughs>
Um, I'm worried that we didn't get to Jody. I can't see the chat, but is Jody because Jody showed Jody's, up? Jody, Jody's dialed I in. See I just oh. chat. Should I find a chat a chart link? Kim, did you want to look, yeah. Jody? Yeah, because I'm checking my bandwidth. Up. See how I'm going. I've got pattern <laughs> on um, one degree ca- uh, cancer, so mine's going to move into natal opposition. Oh, okay, great. That's great. So this is your first um, major Saturn um, uh, to Saturn aspect in the last seven years. You had the Saturn square Saturn seven years ago. And, of course, seven years before that, you had the Saturn return. So you can um, look. The first thing I do, where's your chart? <laughs> I go doing this blind. I, I, feel like I could put one in. I got no, a link okay. in the chat. I can't. Speak I just that. did a search. I did a cool. Search. Veronica taught me. <laughs> Thank you, Veronica. Okay. okay. No, I do. That. Works like a charm. Jody. Yep, I just did a search too. Because yeah, that's right. You got that packed, packed ninth house, don't you? And oh yeah. Oh, so you got okay. So this is so exciting. Um, Saturn opposition Saturn. Saturn's going to be conjunct the midheaven. And you've had all these last uh, two-plus years of all that exploration into belief and all the meaning and purpose. And uh, there's been just so many new horizons hit over the last couple of years. And now, boom, it's going to go into the tens. It's opposite Saturn. What I would do is be looking at um, just tune in without judgment to seven years ago and 14 years ago and make it a little accomplishment exercise like what have i accomplished since my you know saturn return since my first saturn square after the saturn return here's the opposition it's like saturn says tap in to what is uh, meaningful and purposeful to you at this time and get ready for that conjunction on the midheaven because it's it's very powerful. It's something that's going to be, uh, well, it's two and a half years of a real focus on career, mission, profession. It's the opposite of those earlier charts we looked at where it's going into the fourth. But the same thing has to happen, the balance between who you are out there in the world, who you are in terms of career, mission, profession, and who you are uh, in your home, in your sanctuary, in your um, in the core of your being, where your creativity wells up from. Does and that I make think sense? That transit, yeah, the transit through the night has been about discovering who I am and who I want to be. And to me, I don't see any distinction between who I am in the outside world and who I am in my home. I want congruence across private oh. and public. I don't want to turn up as different people. I am me. And if I okay. can't be me in a public space, then I either need to change my public space <laughs> or I need to tweak me just a little bit. I love it. So you're yeah. coming into this very well prepared. Um, sort of. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And also check. Uh, check when you get the trine, just just like Yom, yours will be later, but I think it'll be in 2018. 
the oh no, it's going to be 2019 when when Uranus gets up to seven degrees. It must be 2019-2020. So be looking, yeah. um, thinking of uh, of that coming up as well. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think you're going to find it. Um, it just feels to me like you've done so much of the work. You really rolled up your sleeves. You cut dead wood. You got yourself uh, so much, you know, critical self-examination and understanding of who you are. And now you, it just feels like it's going to be much uh, more a just a climb to this. It's also career peak time. So be ready for that. Yeah. Be yeah. ready for and that. Feel for very much like there's been lots of groundwork, and now we can build something awesome. Great, that's fantastic. Thank you, Kim. You're welcome. Thank you. I just wanted your voice on the call. Yes. I know we're five after. We've got Kelly in chat room. Should we look at her chart in the forum? Okay. Where is her chart? I don't have a link, actually. I didn't pull one up because I thought since we were over time, we might take that to the... No, that's fine. Oh, okay, talk about... Me... I hear what you just said. Talk about it in the forum. Um, yeah, we probably should with my... We've done so well with the Internet. We don't want to... Um, uh, so... Yeah, Kelly, I, I searched can... on Kelly, but I didn't come up with anything, so it must be under a okay. different name, I'm thinking. All right. Kelly? You need to find your chart in the um, gallery and just pop that link in the uh, post. Are we, we clear? Is Kelly clear where the post is? The I'm sending. Uh, oh, I'm sending a. Oh yes, I'll I'll put links in chat for. I was actually. Yeah, okay. This is Kelly. I was looking for oh. that too. So send me wherever I need to go, and that would be amazing. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were dialed in. Sorry, yeah, oh, hi. No, 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 no. Oh, hang on. Um, I'm just, I think it's in the Align with the Stars Gallery. It's just that she's dialed in. I'm right here. We don't know. Okay, the NBN's coming out tomorrow. Kelly, do you, know, do you know what your name, what name got posted with your chart? Um, what did you call no. your chart? Well, Wait, if I need to do this on another call, I can. I have, I don't think I've ever. I don't know how to do the charts. I think maybe oh, that's where I'm at. Oh, I got it. Okay. Yep. Got it. Kelly, just post a comment in the um, what's it called? The post that says "Last Call for 2017." Just post a little comment okay. there saying who you are, and I will tell you how to get your chart done, how to put it up in the gallery, and we can have a conversation in the forum which will be fun oh that would be awesome thank everybody you so else thank can you. feel thank welcome you. to join in that'll be great all right so i just want to wrap up thank you guys so much for being here this is our last call 2017 and uh don't worry the talk show uh recordings are going to be appearing on gvu from now on um just a little glimpse into uh, the future we love to do uh, coming up in January, Jeanette and I haven't set the date, but our first uh, course is going to be a short course. It's called Home Sweet Home. And we're going to be looking at uh, the moon and the fourth house and the roots of the chart. This is going to be really important for anyone who's got Saturn 
transiting into the fourth or in the opposite of the tenth. So it's going to be very uh, relevant, but it's important for everyone because when we're connected to that home sanctuary in a physical way, in a psychological way, in a spiritual way, we radiate out into the world this sense of peace and security. And I'll tell you what, it's really good for manifesting (laughs) when we can tap that. It's almost like the fourth house is our connection to source on earth. Uh, And we're going to explore that and how we can tap that. Uh, We're going to look at the the progressed moon as well and the ruler of the fourth. So there'll be some astrology in there. But if you're not really okay with the astrology, don't worry, because we're going to have your chart and we're going to be looking at um, what this might mean for you in a practical and manifesting way. So that's going to be really fun. And I'm excited for it already, Kim. I know. I'm so excited about it. And just to let you know, those who've been having trouble accessing those trends, Transform with transits. I will say that if anyone has um, has those on your computer, thank you, uh, Janet, who got those first four up for us. Uh, they're in a cloud, which I will get when I get internet and um, <laughs> make available to you. But if anyone has from Jupiter out, uh, there were ten calls on that. If you've got the recordings, um, email me. And I'll show you where to upload them if you would, please. It would be so helpful for everybody going through it. But barring that, um, because we'd like to start fresh with a new angle anyway, we're going to run a course called Manifesting with the Transits. And it's going to look specifically at how to work with the outer planet transits for our manifesting magic. So um, that's coming up in 2018 as well. My idea of a good time. Yes, absolutely. So, yes. Oh, and the final thing, before I forget, (laughs) last thing is when you go to say, I've been saying this for the last month, so it's probably not news to you if you follow the um, Astro Flash and and have been listened to our last call. Your key times for your New Year's resolutions are not on New Year's. Um, You don't need to do them then. You need to, you want to do them on the 16th or 17th of January, the next new moon, the new moon in Capricorn, because that is when we've got Mercury in full speed ahead. Uh, We've got all these little shaky transitions behind us and in flow. That's where you set your new intentions. doesn't mean you don't think about your new intentions, but if you want to make a formal intention setting, do it next month. Fabulous. Glad we got that in on the recording. I know. I meant to lead with it. Sorry. <laughs> I think I led with it last month, so we should be safe. But. Okay, it's 90 degrees in my room because I closed all the windows <laughs> because they're all being outside and they're cute holiday. I've got, you don't want to know what I look like right now. So I'm going to sign off and open some windows. <laughs> fabulous. Thank you, Kim. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Have a fabulous Thank week, you. everyone. Love you guys. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Jeanette. Happy New Year. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.